Animus. Why not? You give significant glances. Yes. Oh, dude. Yes. Let's just fucking play Rocket League. It's not good. <laughs> why is this a thing? Like, like... You're just mad at all the video games I play. Like, I just want I just want video games to give you some kind of, like, personal, emotional growth. I want, to, I want you to stop playing with a cable. Stop it. Why are you like this? We... This is awful. <laughs> Get better cables. I went to put my hands in my pockets now. I don't have them. Well, this is honestly just a shambles. <laughs> well, you can level up in Fortnite. No, I'm talking about the wrong game. See, that's a problem yeah, to yeah, begin yeah. with. Because it's all the same. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Bright colours. Yeah. No, but but like what what kind of say you take Final Fantasy 15. It's a story of a kid who's like, fuck you, dad. Then he's like, actually I respect my father and I understand the decisions he's had to make. And it's all about growth. What's yep. Rocket League about? Cargo fast football, dude. Like, fucking obviously. Look, man, I felt emotion in that game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, I've really, I really have, yeah? And the cool thing is, is that you can't talk to people in it, which is good, because if you could, it'd be horrible. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm like, I'm super over people today. That's good. I spent like a minute in co-op. <laughs> was, okay, well, there's your first problem. Yeah, but why, like, why? I don't like like some parents like, no, Jimmy, you can't have sweets. Can I get a packet of Amberleaf and <laughs> two number eight scratch cards? Cheers. <laughs> I'm just sort of like, bruh. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I yeah. It's a um, it's a an Ed Sheeran gag, which is sort of like um, if you wanna if you wanna look like proper scum, yep. go around your local supermarket and get as many crates of beer as you can fit in one trolley mm -hmm. and then one box of diapers <laughs> then when you get to the till mm -hmm. you pretend you don't have enough money <laughs> so you put the diapers back quality <laughs> he was saying in one of his stand-up sets like that one time they did a little whip round for him which he just thought that's nice people are all right after nice. all wait who did I say Ed Sheeran? I meant Ed Byrne, yeah. Yeah, okay. I thought this was just like an interview, like anecdote. No, no. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, Ed Sheeran's a... Crack stand-up. What? So when you funny. said stand-up set, I was like... You mean, you mean gig? <laughs> yeah, I was like... Like, inter-song banter? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, I, I'm going to hand you over the headphones, because I'm getting, like, just a tiny bit of, like, delay reverb. I just want to hear... I just want you to tell me if this is how it sounded last time. And if this is just how it sounds. Does this Hello? sound like it... Sound, sound I, to you? I feel like I'm I'm being pulled. Can I pull this cable? Oh, I'm you bloody cables. better not. Mind oh, body, oh mind. hello. Oh, there we go. Is that about normal? Talk to me. I'm gonna look directly in your eyes, and I want you to talk to me. In West Philadelphia. Yeah, no, you're like bang on. Yeah. <coughs> oh, yeah. thanks, man. Are you, are you were you insinuating that I'm just a bit slow? Is that what you were getting at? No, no, no like, I was listening to it, and there was just like a little bit of out of phaseness with our voices. Uh -huh. Are you hearing that out of phaseness? Maybe it's because we're sat so far apart. Sound takes so long like, to we really are having like this. Is, I feel like we need to get like a couples counselor in today. I was actually, I was actually going to say, you know, in um, in in films or cartoons when there's like 
a rich, super rich couple and they've had an argument and they're sat at w- both ends of like a 200 <laughs> foot table. Of like the Joe Star family table from... Uh... That was pretty early on, wasn't it? I think I can, I think I can relate to that. Oh, can sick. I relate to that? Cool. I don't know. Yeah, there was a dining scene. Yeah. <clears throat> they had food. So, mentioned last week, which was like two days ago. Um, Scheduling. We, <laughs> we mentioned about the fact that... Um, like a couple of my mates have started like started doing the JoJo's thing. Yeah. Um, Here we go. I saw I saw like Jordan at work, like, mm. um, who was like, I think earlier in the week had been like, so where can I watch it now? I was like, oh Netflix. No worries. So I saw him yesterday, and it was like, yeah, no, I'm making a dent. I'm like 22, 23 episodes in. <sighs> hey, this is why we're so tight. <sighs> so he did it in just a couple of days, Johnny. Just knuckled down <laughs> and he did the work. Did he? So, <clears throat> I was just wondering, maybe we have a little check-in now. Like, how far are you? <laughs> how, how are you doing with the old... Yeah, dude. Uh-huh. 20, probably about 20, 22. 20 minutes in? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. That was... I laughed directly into the microphone. I'm just like, I'm playing with the levels a little bit. Yeah, bring, just, bring me down, because I just... Bring, bring you down? Okay. Yeah, uh, you got g- girly hair. <laughs> Do you know what? That's actually, that's actually pretty true. Yeah, I laughed and it just crackled. <laughs> so sorry to anyone that heard that. I love you, but Mikey doesn't. <gasps> that's that's like I've already said my bit about people today. Yeah, so, so fair enough. That's yeah. why you did it. Like, Fuck you. Yeah. And also because I've got the headphones on. Mm. Yep. Hey, <laughs> fuck! Please, please don't do that again. <clears throat> These headphones started being... Uh, oh, yeah, no, there's the slightly out-of-face thing. Yeah, you're getting the out-of-face yeah. thing, yeah. But it's all good. Um, is it because the cable's so long? <laughs> it's like, the sound's <laughs> taking a while to travel. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure it's fascinating. Oh, dude, I, I love that. Yeah. So what are you watching? What have you <clears> seen on the old telly box? I'm still watching. I can't... Because you've already you've already given me the speech about stuff has to be meaningful and it has to like impact you. So you what crap just, are you watching on telly? Uh, Can't give I'm it watching to me. Ballers. Ballers was Ballers. Uh, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, he was he's an ex footballer uh-huh. and ex American footballer. I was going say like I was <laughs> thinking like like soccer. I was like <laughs> fucking hell. Dwayne Johnson plays for Luton FC. <laughs> um, yeah, no, played for the Miami Dolphins, uh, mm-hmm. which I think I think might have been true back in the day. I don't really know. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah he, def- he definitely was a football. I don't think he played for though. Yeah, um, and then he basically um, something goes terribly wrong. You don't find out what it is till later in the series, um, and he stops being a footballer. And then he goes into like <laughs> when the series started, it was like yeah, he goes into financial management. I was like, oh, this is gonna be fucking fantastic. <laughs> uh, but basically, he deals with the 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 money side of like rock star athletes, basically. So, okay. So every episode is just him and his like team like dealing with chaos. Is this is this like a whole team of Jeremy Maguire? Maguire, not quite. No. So it's, I, he works for like I think it's like a financial asset company, financial management company, and basically um, it's him trying to navigate this world of like very very aggressive off the chain dudes who all make like nine ten figures (laughs) and having to deal with it um and like when i read the plot i was like that's kind of shit but it's dwayne johnson so i'll like it and it is actually really good yeah it reminds me a lot of californication okay i think i might have i think i might have said this to you i don't know if i said it on the show but um californication was a 
uh, story about an alcoholic uh, author that's kind of in and around the music scene. And it was the same thing as Ballers, where it's like surface level, it's mostly just tits, parties, and cocaine. And then underneath, there's like a really heavy storyline. Yeah. And it's kind of every now and then when it rears its head, you're like, oh, okay, cool. But then for the most part, when you're watching, you're like, oh, this is just mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I can't, again, I can't remember if it was on the show, but when we were talking about it, it was just sort of like, it's quite cool. That it's sort of like, you can deal, because if it was he- like crazy heavy all the time, what was that, John? Sorry? What was... That was me politely asking you to turn me down. Uh, uh, okay, well, I've always, I've always liked you, but um, unfortunately... You wouldn't turn me down. You could damn right, I wouldn't. Look at you. You're all, you're all <sighs> muscles in there. You're very pretty. I am. Oh, muscle. I need to ask you a thing later. I wasn't going to ask Whoa. you on the show, but I mean, we've known each other for a really long time. and. Okay, so he's getting down on one... Oh, no, both knees. <laughs> Sorry, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, yeah. The conversation we had was sort of like, yeah, if it was all heavy all the time, be like, fuck this. This is my like emotional well-being is yeah. being disrupted. But by injecting like serious life stuff into something that is dick jokes is good. Yeah, there's the, there's like one of the kind of main athletes in it is uh, basically just a fuck up for like the first two seasons. And then in season three, you realise he's got like an underlying, like spoiler alert, I'm not going to tell you who, but he's got like an underlying like brain issue from from playing. Yeah. Um, and it's is basically it the, is it the rock? No, it's not. Um, or is it? <laughs> you'll never know. <laughs> um, yeah, and you're like, oh fuck, and then it goes down this like whole route of like him being this tough guy and having to talk about like his well-being and his mental health. I'm really underselling this show, but that's like a skill of mine. Badly selling great stuff, but I think I think that means if anyone goes into it, they'll be like, "Oh, it seems kind of cool." Oh my fuck, it's amazing! Yeah, John had me believing it was going to be awful. It's like, again, talking about that Japanese animation that we talk about sometimes. Sort of like I'm underselling that as well. It's way better than <laughs> even I Jesus. put it. So you should just imagine if it was. Imagine if it was better than you sold it. It is. So I don't. I, don't know. I think we just have a little <laughs> consensus. If everyone listening to this could just watch. The first five parts of JoJo's. Five parts. Not the first five <laughs> episodes. Um, five and then just let me know what you think of it. And then we can decide if it's as good as I'm making it sound. All right. Do you know what? When we do it this week, I'm going to make you a promise. Yeah, you're going to do the first five parts this week. Fuck. Wait. What's on Netflix? Don't say all of it. First three parts. Oh, then I can't do it. And don't worry. I can help you out. We can <laughs> make this work. <laughs> Is it going to be like One Piece or it's like 9 billion episodes? No, it's 150. That's fucking excessive. Like 20-ish minutes. Not even Lost. Like I never watched Lost. But not even Lost was that long. Oh, well, how, what's the runtime for Lost though? Because they're, yeah. they're like an hour long episode, surely. To be fair, I've watched seven seasons of 24. So I don't really have a leg to stand on. Which I assume is like a week. <laughs> yes, no, that's exactly what that is. Oh, Seven lots of twenty-four of twenty-four hours is a week, yes. Uh, but like, is it is it like exactly a week? That'd be awful. No, it'd be great though if they did it like properly. <laughs> the slowest character development in the world. <laughs> you say that, but presumably a very fucking busy week. Yeah, but uh, that would be amazing. Uh, my, my does each season roll into each other? Is it no. like the next? Day? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Although that would be amazing. But my my favorite thing about twenty-four is that when it first started, it was like on the minute. Like, every minute of that show was a minute in... The real. Yeah. Um, So, it was so, like, it had to be character-driven because it couldn't be... It couldn't just be, like, action scenes because everything was, like, 
an hour. Every yeah. episode was one, exactly one hour. And then by like season five, they just didn't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> there was no realism. Like, I think at some point Jack Bauer gets like captured by the Chinese and then the season, like whatever it is, ends. And then the next season starts and it's like two years later. He's been, ca- he's been captured, he's been rescued. Um, it's two years of like torture, interrogation. In one episode, this dude is back on US soil, washed, dressed, debriefed, <laughs> strapped in the field. It's the power of freedom, my friend. <laughs> it's just like an hour. An hour, an actual hour. <laughs> yeah. Considering a whole season is going to be a day. The, um, like, in anime, you have the exact opposite thing. Where it's sort of like, oh my god, I've only got 10 seconds. I've got to think of the best move that I can make. If I slowly move over to him, god, we're down to just 9 seconds now. Isn't that, that's my thing with Dragon Ball Z. It's like halfway through one episode, someone will start building up to something. And then four episodes later. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we are we are peaking. Like, like crazy. Dark, it, like, am I peaking or are you peaking? Both are. When, oh, we, when we get animated and we start talking about cartoons. Because I'm like... Like my wave versus your wave. Do do a talk. Do a talk at this volume. I love you. Look at that. Look at that. I teeny do. tiny teeny tiny wave. But Sorry, I should have given a warning. You know. Well, something's up. With you. It's very it's picking up a lot. It's really picking up a lot. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, microphones. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about you? What are you? Uh, well, no, wait. What are we talking about? Watching. What, what are you team? watching? Uh, Alter Carbon season dos. Season dos. Uh, Anthony Mackie. Very good. Does he have wings in it? Uh, no wings. Very strange. It seems to do lots of walking around. <laughs> it's bullshit. He has yes. wings. As I'm like my friend, I have seen your wings. <laughs> Where are they? Is it good? It's really good. I heard good things. I heard mixed things about season one. They're, they're, they're wrong. Very good. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, I like that guy. I can't remember what he's called. Joel Kinnaman? That's the one. Was he um, Robocop? Yes, he was Robocop. He was also in The Killing, um, which is... Is that a Netflix series? I'm it's not sure if it's a Netflix. It was, it was definitely on Netflix for a while. It's very good. Um, he's a very handsome man. Oh, yeah. shit. He was the... Uh, he was one of the presidential candidates in House of Cards for a bit. He was, yeah. He's also uh, Rick Flagg from Suicide Squad. Yeah. yeah. Um, what a film. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a really good looking man. Though, yeah, so. um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I thought he played the character really well. And the, the interesting thing, like, because the, uh, the book, which I've listened to the audiobook, I have the book book, but I should read more. Yeah. Um, Who did it? A uh, guy. How do you know that? That uh, was a guy. Uh, uh, it's another Stephen Pressfield book. Yeah, he really wanted people to. Um, that was the. He, he does fiction. That could have been. Uh, he also does books on golf. I think he just writes. I think he just just. Richard K. Morgan. That's the one. Um, yeah, the the this plot of the TV show and the plot of the book is wildly different. <laughs> like, that annoys me so much. Well. Some things kind of work, like specifically for this, like the the main character Takeshi Kovacs. I think it's it's written Takeshi Kovacs, but I think it's Takeshi Kovacs. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Takeshi. Um, yeah, he sort of finds himself through different periods of time. Yeah. And the original books were very like vastly separated, whereas the TV show is one like wove, <laughs> yeah. woven plot. Um, 
to lots of things from season one and season two tying together pretty nicely although the main like season arc is different a lot of the like bigger threads carry through um it really works like it is completely different but it really works but it also means that at the end of season two there's a twist which i think you're probably gonna kind of see coming um but it's not in the books and it works really well fair enough so there's like a few bits and pieces where it's like okay cool and also things like big payoffs in season two only work because they were actually set up in season one. Oh, that's fair enough yeah it was it always it's very strange when people like like yeah i'm gonna make a film or i'm gonna make a series of a book and then it's just miles off and i'm like kind kind of wonder if like it would have been the same thing if you're like yeah this book was inspired by yeah or this sorry this film was inspired by like the shining for instance yeah the shining film and the shining book are different things yes and it's just kind of like i think it's got a hotel in it i think there's a man who gets a job is there an axe at some point who knows Ooh, ghost in the shell like we we both happily on record said that we really enjoyed the the live action ghost in the shell Love film shit. but it's not the plot of the original movie you're correct and what it's done for a lot of things is it's just sort of taken key shots so even down to the spoilers final shot of the <sighs> film is the opening shot of the original movie where she's using the invisibility setting on the old oh the leap yeah 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 yeah. um we slightly articulated that differently (laughs) the old invisibility setting in that yeah jump yeah (laughs) i Uh, thought i thought you meant the the spider tank the arms ah yeah yeah (sighs) but again like key visual moments Mm. translated but the overall plot broadly similar but not the same yeah i am i fucking love that film and i wonder if i loved it as much as i did just because of how good it looks oh it's, oh yeah, yeah it's and, moving and, art for sure yeah and because there were scenes that were like mirrored like the um uh the bit where she's in the water not in the water but like but they're fighting in the angle yeah, high water yeah, yeah. yeah and it's like almost exactly the same yeah and it was just like oh, that's so well done and the run-up to that bit was pretty much the same as well the good men yeah exactly that yeah um so yeah i just think like a lot of iconic things that you wanted to see translated were translated so that's a bit of that's a little bit of fan service but done in a hollywood movie kind of way mm. i hadn't heard anything about a sequel which i'm kind of bummed about yeah that sucks i think it's because there was too much controversy yeah which is a shame because it's sort of Again, we've been through all this stuff before, yeah. but yeah, I, I like I like Cyberpunk done well, and Cyberpunk done well in a world that feels lived in. Mm. Those are the, I think those two things are quite difficult to balance. <coughs> yeah, um, I think that's why I loved um, De- Deus Ex so much. Yeah, um, I fucking love those games. I fucking love them. And both games, when I started playing them, I hated both. Yeah, and then I fe- so when I got. I can't remember which way around it was. It was Human Revolution, then... Mankind... Divided? Divided, yeah. One or the other. Basically, yeah. the one I played on 360, I was like, I hate this. I mm. played it for like an hour, and I was like, nope. Now put it down. Didn't play for a few weeks. Played it again. Fell in love. Replayed it like three times. Mm-hmm. New one came out. Same thing. Picked it up. I was like, I hate this. Put it back, and I was like, wait, no. Because last time... <laughs> um, yeah, and then again, I've replayed that a whole bunch of times, and... Oh, I and um, 
I want there to be a new one, but it would be pointless with Cyberpunk coming out and having so much, so much airtime in kind of society at the moment. It would be stupid to bring out another Cyberpunk game about body mods and. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a little bit of like, um, not so much riding the wave, but rising tide. Oh, hello. That's a that's an in joke that'll make sense at some point. Um, Will it? Well, maybe. <laughs> um, but like, there's some. Oh, so far. Away. Oh, come on, man. When? It's so far away. The seventeenth of September. Fuck. It was meant to be like next month, and I. I'd put it in my calendar so I'd make sure I could block it out and I wouldn't have to do anything that day. So why, 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 why late? Well, because it's already been... The fucking game was announced in May 2012. Yeah. Which means... I mean, how long would a game have to be in development before you could announce it? Like, you, that's got to be, that's got to be well started. So yeah. Yeah, so what's I mean, that like? Nine years of development. Yeah, I mean to be honest though, because it's obviously because it's based on a an IP that already had a following. Yeah. Maybe it's sort of like, hey, we've got the rights to it, so we're gonna do it. Yeah, fuck. There, it just reminded me like there was a game that was coming out called I can't remember if it was Puria Chronicles or Peria Chronicles, but it was like a it was like an MMO that had kind of like an anime aesthetic with a bit of a like kind of bit of a Pokemon-y kind of vibe okay. but also like a build your own world you can come up with your own scenarios and people can jump into your stories so that's was, dope yeah like amazing all development footage looks so cool uh, got cancelled like two months ago oh, I've been following that game for like three years oh, that makes me so fucking sad it, it, I hate that yeah it just like but again it's sort of like any, any day now oh the beta's out oh people are playing the beta and I can't remember if it was in I think it was in Korean so I was like well I can't play the beta but I can watch the beta footage this looks dope and then yeah just Fuck that. yeah yeah permanently shelved oh, it makes me so angry yeah um, I'm just trying to I'm trying to see if it's on Amazon <laughs> or any other independent uh, video game retailer mm-hmm. that you should support because yep because I'm not gonna insult the world's biggest retail giant on air. I don't want the special. I don't want the standard edition. I want it special. Oh, how many fuck? Okay, so I, like this is a separate episode, but Final Fantasy. Yeah. How many, and why do they keep remaking them? I could ask the same about Resident Evil, but we'll have to get Cy back on and then he'll punch me in the face. Sorry, Cy. <laughs> oh, God, I had somebody... I was uh, chatting with someone at work uh, probably yesterday, sometime this week, um, and he was saying he just built his new computer and I pretend to be an IT guy. Like, if people are like, hey, man, I got a new computer build, I'm happy for you, but I don't care. Miguel is exactly the same with cars. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I work on them every single day. And someone's like, yo, dude, I got the new such and such fucking engine V8 spoiler with d- diesel, petrol, uh, horsepower. And, and he's, he's like, like, cool, oh, yeah, they break right. too. Yeah, yeah, flat, they, yeah, they all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I got a car with seven seats so I could put more stuff in it. Yeah. There we go. It goes places all by itself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, he was basically saying that he was like, testing his new graphics card which set him back like x hundred pounds with res evil 2 i was like 
you what? <laughs> <laughs> like my brain not engaging. Yeah. I was like, really? <laughs> How did those four pixels? <laughs> but no, yeah, and then obviously he was showing me all the like graphics and like for the remaster. Um, and Leon looks great. Looks really good. That's good. I didn't realize Leon was in two. I just I know him from four on his little European holiday. Yeah. So are you gonna are you gonna watch watch yeah you gonna watch? I'm gonna watch someone stream it. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that man. Do you what's your what's your deal with let's players and speedrunners and stuff like that? Do you ever watch people play video games? No, but I do watch Twitch streams. So okay. I've watched a bunch of Boogie Two Nine Eight Eights um, doing various games he doesn't really have one game he does he'll mm -hmm. just do like a bunch of stuff uh, i've seen him do um just a few uh I've, I've even just because i like the content i've seen him what i've like watched him do like magic games and like i don't understand magic but it's just like magic gathering yeah, yeah but it's just watching someone talk for an hour and kind of casual kind of like this format basically yeah. so that's that's my my i, I would say I, I never really set out to watch a game i yeah. set out to watch entertainers that i like yeah with the visuals yeah um, um, dead mouse does uh pubg um streams and yeah. has like hundreds of thousands of like views uh probably probably into the millions mm -hmm. um and again it's just him just playing pubg and occasionally like listening to music on the stream and it's like you're not watching it because you give a shit about how many kills he gets in a game you're watching it because you get to watch this person yeah um yeah like i've i've, I've watched boogie play so many games that i've never played like yeah, I've watched him do uh, WoW. I've watched him do Red, Red Dead Redemption 2, which I've never played. Mm -hmm. I've watched Magic the Gathering again. Um, the thing is, without understanding, because I barely understand how you play Magic the Gathering. There's, again, a few people at work who, on their lunch breaks, were playing it. and Which is dope. We work in a very official building. Yeah. Like, a, like hyper, like, in terms of, in terms of <laughs> Glass Citadel, we might be dickheads, but this place looks like yeah. it's proper. Um, yeah, and... Like literally out on the mezzanine, hmm. sort of table, Love that. mats out, and just like tap in to get the energy. And like I, I, I personally do not understand the mechanics very well. But when I've sort of sat and they've been playing, it's been a bit like, wow, <laughs> yeah, this looks confusing as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's where I uh, again, I don't. I, the only Magic the Gathering affiliation I have is through. Close Encounters. Yeah. Because I know they hold, uh, obviously they sell magic cards and they do magic mm. uh, nights, but... <laughs> Just love that. And they do magic. And they um, do, yeah. <laughs> they also do. Bob's a pretty magic guy. Um, but I didn't realise how many people I know in my adult life that play D&D, &D, and I don't actually know why I've never got into it, mm. because it's 100% my jam. Like, I, like it, looks, it looks amazing. I've only ever done a couple of campaigns in my ever. Yeah. But it's hella time consuming. Yeah. So I think, like, for me personally, it's just, I just can't commit yeah, to that kind yeah. of thing. Um, but yeah, like, Jimmy does D&D &D campaigns. Rob does D&D &D campaigns. Yeah. It's fucking it's dope. Like, yeah. Amy does not right? Yeah. Amy, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I actually never... I always just assumed it was this thing that... This <laughs> underground cult thing. But yeah. it, it kind of is, but I think we just... Yeah. I think we are just sort of, like, every now and again, we get to peek into into that um, dark I'm, not to Not to knock any of the players I've just mentioned, but... I definitely think the recent resurgence is probably because of Stranger Things, because obviously D and D played like a major part in that storyline, like okay. as a as a whole. Um, so I would wonder if if that's kind of given it. Not um, that there's anything commercial about it, but if it's given it a bit of a kind of like commercial boost. Yeah, I think as well the kind of nature of because there's actually quite a few like streamers who do campaigns, mm. and because those campaigns obviously with like the advent of the 3d printer 
it means that rather than people being like hey here's my drawing of my character yeah. it's like I'm actually moving my piece around the because that's one thing I'm like crazy envious about is when Amy does campaigns um, they're just um, through a mixture of things their character designs will be super fleshed out and also they might have like 3D models on the board because of the nature of the D&D system you can make your own game and again it's that's back to that sort of period chronicles thing for me where you get to live in someone else's story for a bit which is cool yeah because it's literally just a rule book isn't it and then you build everything else which is fucking yeah amazing um in terms of escapism that's yeah. like uh when rob and jimmy were on for the anime club episode uh they were talking about another game system which was with robots and for the fuck of me i can't remember what it was called but again it's just another like system to build campaigns on top yeah. of um i think that stuff's cool i really like Love it that. yeah yeah um i'd love that like I think I mentioned this to you previously. I'd love to try and make an animus like one-off episode of this nature, but the it'd be such a fucking huge undertaking yeah. because that's a multi-cam thing. That's like a yeah. So I don't know how, but like season five, yeah. we can. I think we have a lot of people in the in the animus circle and in the animus listenership. Yeah, the, that could make this happen. Yeah, I also like the fact that obviously that's a, we that's a project for you all. There you go. I've said it now. What do, what do we call the so we've got the the Monday club that also sometimes calls themselves the Monday crew yep. they need to sort it out between themselves yep. which they are we've got the Sunday squad Sunday squad uh, oh, I had one for midweek midweek Wednesday warriors <laughs> Wednesday warriors <laughs> yeah um, oh no oh, I was like midweek mafia or something <laughs> yeah um, yeah but I think they need a collective name just so we can be like hello Blah. It is time for this this task yeah, we to be need, undertaken. We need a um, a squad a, name, a squad name, and like a, a YouTube intro. So like, what's up? Squad ladies, name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Boogie's got uh, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. What was it? Oh, I haven't watched his videos in a while, but it's something like um, I can't remember. Fuck! I should I should remember it and drop it in. It's like bro. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to try it. There's, there's, I think, um, oh my God, my brain's completely seized up. Uh, Philip DeFranco, with his, hello, you beautiful bastards. <laughs> and you've got Peter McKinnon's, what's up? Yep. Um, yeah, we need, we need, we need to workshop some stuff. Hello. There you go. That's good. You just, hello. Hello. We've got, we've got the peace, 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 peace. peace. I think that's because from the first few episodes i was so like i don't know what we're doing i was like uh peace <laughs> i'm out <laughs> and then it sort of stuck and you won't let me end episodes until i say it yeah we would get stuck in limbo until like <laughs> one of these days we can have like a four day episode yeah. where it's like i'm not fucking soon <laughs> <laughs> what's the word i don't remember it might actually get to the point where if, where if you don't say it i might just drop it in for another episode and just say wait a second that's season two episode three <laughs> <laughs> nice that's what I was going to say. I was watching, rewatching Love, Death, and Robots. Rewatching it, yeah, dude. Sick. Yeah, oh, it's fucking just next level. Yeah, and they have announced a season two. Yeah, which is cool. So, if you've never watched Love, Death, and Robots, it is fucking amazing. Uh, so, it's a collection of shorts. I want to say like eighteen short stories. Yeah, I'm not sure how many. Like plenty, plenty to yeah. keep you busy. And basically, as you can tell by the title, each episode or each little short revolves around love death and or penguins or, hold up huh? or robots 
and it's just it's so cool yeah. because none of the stories have to be linear they don't have to I don't want to say make sense but they don't have to have like uh, a typical like movie hero's yeah. journey yeah um, and so the animation styles are so beautiful mm-hmm. that oh, they're just so original it's, it's an opportunity to, to sell sell isn't what I want just to tell short stories and have it shown to a global audience and with this sort of un- overarching sort of seal of approval and sort of seal of quality yeah. that says like hey Netflix thought it was cool and also it sits within this such within this good company of all the other episodes yeah I'm trying to think who who is the like who's the the main curator yeah there we go it's produced by David Fincher who is oh, one he's, of my- uh, he's, he's done a couple of bits of pieces I like David Fincher <laughs> he did Okay. Directorial debut was Alien 3. Not the worst one. Definitely not the best. Um, He did Panic Room. He Mm -hmm. did Fight Club. Yes. Wait, Um, what? Did that film about soap? Yeah. Yeah. The one that Brad Pitt wasn't in. Eyes are hunting right now because... Texas have a little pie. It sounds like he's actually rolling around. Yeah, well, that's that's what I thought, but it's it's way more prominent in here. But I wasn't sure if it was just being picked up in here, or you could hear it as well. But no, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so loud. Um, he did. That is actually ridiculous. Sorry, I'm not sorry. Everyone loves dogs. Everyone loves that dog specifically. Um, so he did. Fight Club, Panic Room, mm-hmm. Zodiac, mm-hmm. Social Network, Dragon Tattoo, Gone Girl, House of Cards, Love, Death and Robots. Just fucking saying, the guy's a genius. Yeah, that's that's fair. That is a collection of some of my favourite things ever. Ever, yeah. Yeah, he definitely definitely knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, and the format being in a... I would say, if you've been liking it to anything, it would be... Uh, uh, Animatrix, Halo Legends... I've never watched I, Halo Legends. It's really good. It's like, I would say, I would say almost in, just in format, it is identical Mm. to the Animatrix. Um, And there's a couple of really good stories in there. Uh, And there's a couple, there's a couple of really good stories and there's a couple that are just visually well pretty. Yeah. Um, But I would also say Black Mirror as well. I would say if you took those three things, you'd get an idea of what Love, Death and Robots is. That's cool. I've still never watched Black Mirror. But I watched. Um, I'm doing an over-exaggerated shrug, and no one can yeah, see. No, no, no. Like, what? What the fuck? But you say that a lot when you're like, "How have you not watched such and such?" Uh, yeah, but I watched, specifically um, when you're watching things like Baller. I mean, it did come back. Yeah, sorry, Baller is idiot. Um, oh. I watched Midsummer last yep. night, um, which was wild. But it had the dude from Bandersnatch. Okay. In it, um, Alex uh, from season. Two episodes um Alex Austin, yeah, she she was mentioning Midsummer, um, and I think she also gave it a, a seal of approval as no, well. No, season seven, episode seven was book club. Oh, fucked it. Alex was Fifth episode eight. eight. Oh. Um, yeah. So uh, Midsummer's by a guy called Ari Ariaster, I think his name is. Yep. Um, that's Ari. I'm not just dropping the H like a cockney. <laughs> Ariaster, um, and it's. A very unconventional cinema. Mm. Uh, very unconventional, and it's very cool that we live in an era where something so 
left field can be a big screen like picture yeah. um not going to give anything away but it's it's just wild it's just amazing acting gorgeous visuals and nothing's in a straight line and i whether that's to your taste or not i love the fact that that's like you can go see that in a cinema yeah. like that like it's just so good yeah you need something different from time to time yeah, i think um obviously we spoke about this with alex but i think the i think the pendulum is now swinging because we had this like the su- the summer war between DC and Marvel where it was just the only things coming out were blockbusters yeah I think the pendulum swinging the other way because like Alex said I think people are like oh that's been a lot of popcorn movies like yeah. that's been a lot yeah we're in saturation so yeah. um I was, yeah. I was thinking about because obviously I like did the edit on the episode so I was sort of thinking about some of the things that we were talking about because I spent a lot of time with that audio um and I'm, I'm still I'm still happy with everything I certainly don't rescind anything that I've said I think as a as a geek we are feeling that f- fatigue um, but then I was thinking about Far From Home um, oh, Spider-Man I'm going to say it again mate why are you like this <laughs> I've seen it <laughs> okay but do do watch it because it breaks the formula within the formula it does some really interesting things and it tells I I, I think the best the best description I heard for it was something along the lines of it's really clever because it's an indie film trying uh, it's an indie film pretending to be a blockbuster with a blockbuster budget making blockbuster money but actually it's still a little blockbuster budget and it did really well <laughs> but it's an indie film <laughs> um, I don't think when it was said it was said quite like that but that's that's it, the yeah. vibe there's, uh, there's Jake Gyllenhaal in that yeah yeah, he's lovely too. He is lovely. Um, yeah, I will. I will. That's on my list of many things to watch. Um, but no, uh, Midsummer was very, very good. Um, like very arty, very, very arty cinema. Um, and sometimes I watch a film that doesn't follow like a conventional. Like you ba- basically, you kind of don't get the answers you want. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake! And then you're like, no wait because you've watched enough stuff that, that hands you everything you need to know. Like, sometimes it's nice to just be like, don't know, but I'm liking it. <laughs> so, hang on. So, if you're saying that your film palette is maturing... Oh, God. Do you reckon you're ready for another swing at Only God Forgives? No. <laughs> because Only God Forgives was not good filmmaking. <laughs> because it wasn't, it wasn't arty. It was like film students being handed like a fucking seven figure budget and be like yo help yourself crack on there was a couple like, not that there's anything wrong with film students I just mean if you're he's new calling to you out, yeah, again, again. I just mean it felt like people were whoever made it <clears throat> was trying their hardest to be OTT be like yo let's be as edgy and as weird as possible it's, it's so strange <clears throat> considering it's the same pairing that did Drive yeah where, which fucking amazing yeah film. Drive is so good So, but I think like specifically the fact that you can kind of look at Drive and go that's a fucking masterpiece like again I I, I feel I feel very basic in the fact that I can tell you at least some of my favourite films in order but Drive is, is number two um, I love its pieces but Only God Forgives felt like it was so busy trying to be artistic that it forgot to be a film yeah uh, did you ever see Neon Demon or The Neon Demon no, Neon Demon no I didn't mostly same. from like fear of <laughs> yeah same dude same 
it wasn't a trilogy but it kind of was a yeah trilogy. yeah i would i would say you you could get a box set with all three yeah um and it was kind of like a halfway in terms of its execution mm-hmm. it was definitely a halfway point between drive and only god forgives because it was a lot more linear than only god forgives which yeah. drive kind of is is yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> but it still started fucking off and doing weird shit that you didn't expect um and personally I don't think it reined it in enough to be a good film okay. but it was like much like Drive and to a degree much like on Only God Forgives it was visually gorgeous yeah. like very very good visuals I would I would bolt onto that that it's not just the videos the soundscapes were like fucking god tier like <clears throat> if you were just absorbing these films I think you would find it impossible to fault them yeah was it BBC who did a who redid the soundtrack for Drive like Bring Me the Horizon and a few other people were on it I'm sorry what yeah so basically they took out all of the all of the like OS like the original soundtrack tracks from the film so obviously all the the general sound design is still present but the actual music that was used was all stripped out and then you are correct was it it BBC Drive BBC Rescore curated by Zane Lowe amazing that is like <laughs> okay, what what your because shockingly I outpost sorry the, for retro the... retro revival, um, but the the film plays pretty much the same. I wouldn't say it makes it any better or worse. That that poster looks fucking gorgeous though. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it was just interesting the the fact that again a well created a created curated soundtrack can still work that functionally and it's also a cool opportunity for bands specifically like bring me at the time and not bring me now for them to be on a film score is kind of bonkers and a a pretty big level film as well yeah i would i would rip off an arm to like like (laughs) manually remove an arm to to be a part of a cool project like that yes it would be amazing Mm. um i can't remember where we we're kind of headed. Uh, some Midsummer, <coughs> some uh, Spooderman. Yeah, but mid- the Midsummer dro- conversation started because you mentioned Black Mirror off the back of Love, Death, and Robots. There we go. Yeah. What would you say is your favorite? If you, if you could pick a favorite um, episode of Love, Death, and Robots, it feels weird to call them episodes. Film. Yeah. Short, short story. Yeah. Um, uh, the ones that stand out to me. Were I know exactly what you're gonna say. I don't know if you do. Oh, I do. So one of them's blue. Yep. Uh, I'm shocked. <laughs> uh, another one. I really enjoy. I wouldn't say it was like. Inc- I wouldn't say it was like particularly cognizant, but I really enjoyed the one set on the farm. Yeah. 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 Um, that was one of. Like, I felt it with almost all of them, but that was the one where I was like, I really hope I get to see more of this at some point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it felt like the setup for an amazing mobile game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. Um, the, obviously, the first one is, like, the poster child. Yeah. Um, and... I, I liked the chasing around, like, no spoilers, but the girl who was chasing around yes, with the makeup. Yeah. I... I enjoyed that i wouldn't say i loved it but i, I loved the visuals in that yeah I, it was a very it was an animation style i hadn't seen before right um 
and I was like this is a very like it sort of felt like if if you were to say like oh it's a cartoon but it's also like it's also uh, like in real life and it's also not not cell shading but it just it just seemed to have a fucking little bit of every type of animation style in it. Yeah. and it didn't but it's just the way it looked and yeah. so, like some of the it, stuff it felt a bit rotoscopy it felt kind yeah. of 3d it felt yeah a bit cell shady yeah. um yeah it was definitely it was definitely cool i think i'd have to i'd have to sit down with the list in front of me but i think my favorite might be the heist the truck heist with the small really? team yeah mostly because that's kind of that's closer to the kind of thing like, like i fucking love uh like firefly and you've got like similar sort oh, of yeah. things like that it just sort of the animation style in that reminded me of, do you remember biker mice yeah yeah that just something about it um but i can so i can never remember if biker mice from mars and street sharks were actually connected or whether or not they were just in the same programming block <laughs> no idea um i think my favorite one is probably i definitely blue i think for me it's the and i don't know how to talk about this one without ruining it right the man who wakes up on the spaceship oh that oh okay yeah that was fucking great because I don't want to give too much weight. My jaw was on the fucking floor. That's all I can say. I was like, yeah, I I like the fact that. So that one takes shockingly a couple of turns. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that it didn't hold out on you. Yeah. It was just sort of like, okay, here you go. Yeah. So it it, it used its twist as part of the story instead of like a shock at the end kind of yeah. thing. Although. It, it's not missing any of that <laughs> yeah um, um, I also thought of the animation styles that for me was probably one of my favourite because at some points the faces were so detailed yeah. it, you almost forgot that that was animated yeah. like it was yeah it, oh, just unreal I've just remembered and I now don't know where it sits in the ranking but the um Think more Chinese mythology-inspired, like steampunk. Yeah. Um, it. I. I just like. I really liked the setting. I like the fact that it was. It, to me, it was akin to sort of Full Metal Alchemist, where it has like a little bit of magic, a little bit of like industrial revolution, put together in a kind of super st- unique. Yeah, steampunk, but not shit. Saw <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so a post a little while ago. Is something along the lines of steampunk is just goths discovering brown <laughs> amazing um i i was pretty on the fence about the one it's like the son and the dad and they break down in the desert yeah i i thought there was a couple of shots in that that were gorgeous yeah. but i don't think that it as an entire piece necessarily did enough to set that up it almost felt like um like if you had to do Spirited Away in under five minutes <laughs> with one location. Yeah. It's sort of, I think for me it just like I was like, oh this is like really out there, really unique. And then it just sort of like was like and roll credits. And there. But, yeah. Visually stunning but didn't really do anything. Kind of with felt the like they, yeah, they spelt like a, spent a lot on the middle and then were like, oh, uh, guys, it's the deadline. Yeah. Um I don't know why this hasn't come up sooner. I definitely want to talk about it at some point. There was a um a visual artist, which I think a lot of people will have seen, called, and I'm going to pronounce her name wrong, 
think it's Quinny, Q-I-N-N-I. Um, and she passed away a couple of weeks ago, which is a shame. Um, was, yeah, I think we spoke about this. I don't yeah, think spoke about it on the show. Yeah, I, I just said, and it was a shame. That's not really how it's. It's a lot more than that. <laughs> so she, she let people know what was happening with her, and unfortunately, she'd had long-term health condition, uh, sort of issues with her heart, and it turned out that it was cancer, and it was the case that she was taking treatment. She set up a Patreon. Loads of people all band together, which is fantastic. So it was the case that we all sort of wanted to do what we could to to help. But then as time, time didn't, it's not so much time passed. It happened very suddenly where it was like, okay, um, the news, the news spread that she passed away. Um, I, I just want to say like, if you get a chance, like I say Q-I-N-N-I, take a look. You've probably already seen her art and it's glorious. Um, but one of the key visuals that she came up with with was this sort of these glowing fish that floated around in the air um and there is a short film that she's that 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 was created um and that episode specifically reminded me of that but even in sort of quinny's one it was it was it had a lot of heart and it it sort of did a lot in that short space of time i felt like that episode of love death and robots almost felt inspired by that but i don't think it did as much with its time yeah um so a bit of a ramble all i'm really trying to say is please go and check out our art it is absolutely gorgeous and check out that short because it's really cool yeah i am um, yeah love death and robots just like hit me i don't know like i just i didn't really ex- i didn't really expect it to be as good but i just loved i don't think there was one i didn't like like even <laughs> even the, the kind of like slightly comedic ones like like the, the yogurt one yeah like it was dumb but it was like it was so dumb and unique that it was almost like I can't dislike this because I've never seen it before. I've never seen anything like this before. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I know. I think that's something that's kind of growing on me with age. Is like just because you don't understand something doesn't mean you don't have to like it. Um. Yeah. And like even that, like it was so dumb and the the, the comedy and it was so almost Monty Python esque. And I was like, this is ridiculous. But what? Are, like that is someone who sat down and written a nonsense story, handed it to a team of animators. And then they've made this, and now it's, it's on the. Yeah, big, we'll make it work. Yeah, and now it's on the biggest streaming platform in the world. It's yeah. like congratulations. Yeah, I just I love that. I love that so much. Um, and like we've said before, going back to the Animatrix, um, I love the idea of handing off a vague concept to a bunch of people yeah. and seeing how how individual brains process that. Yeah, and uh, it's not called the Dark Knight. Is it the Gotham Knight? No. Uh, you thinking Gotham by Gaslight? No, the the Batman. It's basically exactly the same concept as the Animatrix. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about because I got it with my Batman Begins. That's so good. Got a thing, Gotham Knight. It might be Gotham Knight. Batman Gotham Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so that is 2008 anthology film animated 2008 anthology film animated superhero film get it together wikipedia consisting of six shorts produced by japanese animation studios studio four celsius never heard of them before but that again was very very cool that was yeah that was basically take the idea of batman hand it off to a bunch of people and it was quite meta in its approach because the story that everyone seemed to take was that every 
every group of people in I think there was at least one of them where it was basically like a bunch of kids that were talking about all the times that they'd seen Batman yeah. and they all had a different idea version of what that yeah, yeah like one of them was like a vampire one of them was like a big like strong man one yeah. of them was like a bat that flew one of them was like a monster mm-hmm. and it was like that's the concept of the film and also the concept of the episode because it's how do you how do you perceive this superhero yeah um and yeah that was the animatrix was the same it was like here's this world help yourself see what see what you come up with yeah um and sort of with the animatrix and also with that halo legends by giving you room to see more of the world it again feels more lived in which i think it's probably become clear in this episode that's a big thing for me i want i'm on my worlds to i want you to have like boring office jobs that you can sort of aspire to to get out i want it to be the case that yeah there's wild stuff going on but there's regular people and then regular people have the opportunity i'm a regular person i like the idea of being in a, in a crazy world where you get the opportunity to do the wild stuff yeah but that doesn't happen if it's only the person who was destined to be yeah. this yeah i think that's why um i liked ready player one so much yeah because it really was just like everything outside of this world is a bit it's not, mm. not great but then you jump in you can be whoever you want and yeah that film it it annoys and surprises me that, that film didn't get as much love as it got from me it yeah. definitely it was definitely well received yeah but like it doesn't come up in conversation when you're talking about like the greatest films of all time and i think it should or it should certainly be mentioned because i think i think a, such a huge part of both the book and the film is it smacks you in the nostalgia i think if if you didn't have so many things that you loved already in this film i wonder how you'd feel about it i think if it was generic sort of like we're in a fantasy world and we're doing fantasy stuff then it might like if you didn't hear like with the uh oh no i'm gonna get his name wrong i want to say zemeckis cube is that the 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 guy is that the back to the future guy uh uh, i'm a runner for my thing when you're doing your thing yeah you do yeah i'll be back so i watched it (laughs) that's good that's a reference (laughs) reference. so like i I watched ready player one with uh with lauren yeah. And she's a massive Shining fan. She's a huge Stephen King fan. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen King? Who the fuck wrote The Shining? Some bloke. It was, it was Zemeckis. While he does his thing, I was, I was all the way right. It was the Zemeckis Cube, based on the director of Back to the Future. It was Stephen King. Yeah, sorry. I, you know when you say something that's definitely right? Thanks. Um, yep. <laughs> and like, yeah, so she's a massive Shining fan. And obviously, in the middle of that film, there is a huge Shining sequence. Yeah. And it's just like spoilers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and it's it's so cool. I, I I guess I get what you mean. Like, if if I wasn't if I hadn't seen that film and I wasn't a fan of so much of the stuff that gets mentioned, would I have loved it? But it's still just a fucking great film. So that film because the reason I say that is because that you hate me that's why that film made me and we talked about this before one of my favourite things is crying with excitement and that film did that I'm not going to say I'm not going to go full spoilers but there is a moment where it sort of sets up like hey man you can be whatever robot you want for X amount of time it's sort of like and it could be like any robot and then when it does the transformation I literally got like cold tingles and started crying when it happened because it was a bit like I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, um, as soon as it happened, I thought of you. So I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what that means. Um, 
Yeah, that was fucking cool as shit. And even like, even like the modern mentions and stuff like there was some Overwatch references in there yeah, as yeah. well. Um, just fleeting, and then obviously like Master Chief as well. Yeah, um, I'm gonna stop spoiling it. Like if you, if, if films like what four or five years old now, like if you haven't seen it. Fucking yeah, I mean if you have uh, seen films, television, video games, or anything like that <laughs> in recent years, you probably have something for you in that. Uh, oh, 2018. Sorry, not that long ago. Well, <gasps> fuck you anyway. Fuck. Um, but yeah, uh, and the cast was really good as well. Um, I want to see if they're doing a sequel. Ready Player Two. <laughs> if it's not called. Imagine if they called it Ready Player One Part Two. <laughs> oh fuck that. Um, well, still Ready Player One. So someone on the film said, "I don't know if Steven Spielberg would want to dive back in because he would know what he's getting into." He said that it's the third hardest film he's made. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but apparently the lead actress in it said that she is contracted to do the sequel. Ooh. So that doesn't really mean anything. That just means that like if there is a sequel, you have You're to do in. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, Ready Player One actually sits pretty high on my list of favourite films. Yeah. Um, speaking of favourite films, Ooh. I'm on the fence. Okay. Matrix 4. Okay. I wanted to be more excited. I expected to be more excited. If this day ever came, I thought I was going to be freaking out. Right. Okay. But I heard a handful of rumors, a handful of like BuzzFeedy kind of articles about like oh, Matrix Four confirmed, and I was like, it's not. It's not. There's no, no way it's confirmed. But it is. Though. Yeah. And then I started seeing pictures of like on the set. set like, yeah. So, I was man, like, this is a big hoax. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's happening. And then I heard Agent Smith is not going to be in it. No. No, Hugo, Weath- Hugo Weaving is not attached. To Who this is project. one of the best actors? Just ever. I fucking love Hugo Weaving. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, am I still excited? I'm apprehensive because Ma- the Matrix me the f- the first Matrix film means so much to me. Yeah. And I'm so scared. <laughs> yeah. Is this how you feel the whole way? F- is this how you felt? since the Marvel MCU started. <laughs> because they kept getting it right and you were like, one of these days. Well, again, I had it the other way around where I was like, you biffed it. You absolutely oh, fucking yeah. Um And then Iron Man. I think, I think we should be excited. I'm bricking it because again, The Matrix was amazing. And the other films exist too. Um, like the- <laughs> Matrix 2 is a sick action film. Like, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I think revolution, revelations, revolution, revelation, revels, Bibles, and also turn it around because of guns and stuff. Um, I actually can't remember what happened in the third one. Sick. It, it was the War of Zion. It was like in terms of increasing the scale, they did really well. They just forgot to make it interesting. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing is you had like new filmmakers making this absolutely heart-driven movie. Yeah in the first one then obviously over, kind of overnight success like shock horror everyone's talking about the matrix shit we've got to follow it up yeah good but a little heavy on the action like oh my god we've got this budget let's close a road and do a chase scene like sick and then the three was How like how long was the road dude <laughs> dude Bruh. Uh, yeah and then obviously three was just kind of like how do you go how do you go bigger mm-hmm. um, but then again like the I just love the universe like Animatrix and then also Enter the Matrix yep which took up so much of my childhood yeah like 
I used to think I was such a little hacker typing in cheat codes in the little digital rain. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm nervous. And I shouldn't be, but I am. <laughs> no, I think, it's, I think it's right to be. I think as well, if you manage your expectations and it's like John Wick, then you'll be like, oh, amazing. Yeah, but it can't be like John Wick because John Wick doesn't need depth. Like when you really think about it because it's so because it's so stylistic yeah but I, I think I think it although yes yes doesn't need it but it has it because in terms of the the world building in that sort of the questions that you end up asking yourself about things like the continental yeah true it's a bit like oh yeah and I don't think the matrix actually spends a great deal of time really delving in the, to the particulars in fact the matrix spent pretty much no time like how did it happen it, it did ah <laughs> um, uh, robots yeah and they and they spent a bit more time in it in the later films and that was kind of part of the reason it got a bit shit the more like True. the more Jesus-y kind of like hey you're the messiah also coding um, <laughs> it was a bit like oh, okay whereas the the animatrix the archives one what are they called the oh no they're the two best bits uh, <laughs> clearly the the third renaissance part one and two the second renaissance the something renaissance the third renaissance part one and two i reckon i hate that have a look have a look also i did an amazing facebook post like a few weeks ago and no one laughed and like no one gave a shit i need to up my social game you didn't put anything on facebook i did like i never put anything which means i can just scroll to my facebook and find it really really easily it said, Welcome to the Zion Archive. You have selected Historical File 12-1, The Second Renaissance. And then it had a post about the fact that Miku was playing Coachella. And it was really funny. Oh, that wasn't recently, mate. That, that, was, was, that was two Miku. months ago. Yeah, yeah. I have two interactions. Curtis and John liked it. It was really funny, though. You're welcome. Um... Final Flight of the Osiris. That was cool. Second Renaissance Part 1. Second Renaissance Part 2. They're the ones. So, yeah. So... Kid Story and Program. And World Record. Yeah. And oh. Beyond. How many fucking... And Detective Story. It just okay, keeps going. There's, yeah. there's more than I thought. Yeah. Sorry, I thought there was like five. Um, Detective Story is fucking amazing, by the way. It doesn't get the love that it deserves. But the Second Renaissance, Renaissance Part 1 and 2 definitely flesh out the world of the yeah. matrix more than anything else and i think that's executed really really well but i don't think that i don't think that in the core films they fleshed out the films well fleshed out the world well at all yeah 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 i'm just worried about matrix 4 because uh, uh digital jesus i just don't think we need that yeah i'm fucking really surprised i'm really surprised like that they're bringing it back because yeah. it's but you're surprised they're bringing Bill and Ted yes but Bill and Ted I kind of get because I'm going to preface this with the fact that I really want to fucking see this film but okay. I don't think I get it don't really get what why they've brought back Bill and Ted yeah uh is it going like I don't want to keep blaming Stranger Things for stuff, but do you think it's the kind of eighties, nineties sort of nostalgia thing? Do you reckon that's it? People in like stonewashed jeans and white trainers. I think it's like Keanu Reeves is Mr. Sex right now. Yeah, but he's 
Yeah, I guess so. It's just in ter- like in terms of the, the Wachowski sort of output, like neither of them do a whole heap of stuff, and I I think that's why that when they do kind of attach themselves to something, it's generally pretty good. Like yeah, and I think they're we, not just knocking out films left, right, and center. Yeah, and I think people get pretty excited. I'm trying to think of because uh... it's not both of them, is it? No, it's just one. Yes. Which and again I just seems like her such... name. Yeah, so it's Lana who's doing it, I think. I think, I think, I think. I wonder why. Don't know. <laughs> this is gonna be like un what's the word? Like uncredited like contributions. So it's <laughs> 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 like, yeah, it's both of us, but like um yeah, but like when you when you look at both of their kind of like filmographies as it were, like it's To it's... be honest though, you say that, but I'm looking at the films they've done and they are not great. So you got Beef Vendetta, okay. which yeah, yeah. Hugo Weaving, amazing. Um, Jupiter Ascending, never seen. Mm. Nor has anyone else. Um, <laughs> Cloud Atlas, which that should sounds have, like the same film. <laughs> yeah, well, Cloud Atlas should have been like it's a generational, like reincarnationy kind of. Yeah, it really should have been huge, and it wasn't. Uh, and Speed Racer, which is an anime adaptation, which. Did not work. And Speed was... Racer on Netflix, might be. There's a, there's something on Netflix at the moment, and like the caption, the caption, like the tile icon is like a white sports car. Like it looks, it looks like a proper eighties. Yeah, that'll car. definitely be it. Yeah, uh, looks like a this. That's where my thumb is. No, not that. Oh, then no. <laughs> Obviously, clearly. Um, yeah, like I hope it's cool. I hope we get to talk about it and it's cool and we get excited about it yeah. and that would be cool. That would be great. Yeah. Um, cool. Let's talk about life. Yeah. The universe I'm, I'm kind of, and everything. Yeah, I'm still kind of thinking about, again, I'm not sure if her name is Quinny or if it... I'm just going to drop in here um, just because obviously I've, I've heard this next segment, I've heard the segments before, I just wanted to just make a quick correction. Um her name her, her, her real name is uh, Ching Han and it's pronounced Chinny so it is Q-I-N-N-I uh, but it's Chinny I just want to get that out there just in case just in case this is something that you want to sort of spend some time looking into afterwards um, I'll continue the segment as is but I just want to make that correction now thanks Q-I-N-N-I um, life's way too short man I like I executed the the that sort of talking about it because I, I wasn't planning to I did that very very poorly um, but I was like really properly gut wrenched yeah. when the news came out yeah I remember you saying um, it's, yeah it's fuck. it sucks yeah like it properly sucks and it's kind of one of those things where like that's sort of it it just sucks and you sort of just have to deal yeah and it, yeah I, I know what you mean yeah it's definitely one of those unfair moments because again it's like she seemed like a really nice person, but she, as, as well as that, she made fantastic art. Yeah. And there is the, there is the, this isn't fair that this happened to such a yeah. bright and bubbly young lady, but also there's the, she spent so much time honing her craft and then the story just ended. ended. Yeah. And it's just not fair. <coughs> it's, sorry. You, you, uh, yeah, all I was going to say is it's just sort of like, in terms of well, obviously we're supposed to do a do the thing kind of moment yeah, yeah, yeah. and I th- yeah right it's the whole like you, nothing's guaranteed tomorrow's yeah. not guaranteed this afternoon isn't guaranteed if you've got stuff you want to do you should no, probably get it. to it yeah yeah it's um, 
it's weird, man. So like, so like this year, Neil Pert died from Rush, which was sure not a lot of our listeners listen to Rush. Um, but I, like, I, I was a pretty big Rush fan. I wouldn't say I was like diehard, but I was a big fan. But I was more a fan of him as a writer. Um, so I've got two of his books. One of his books, uh, Ghost Rider entered my life at a very very poignant moment mm-hmm. um and it's basically he's a travel writer so he he kind of travels the world and then kind of like writes about it yeah uh, and i've never written any never read any other writers books in that world it's just him mm-hmm. um and it's kind of weird because i think he's got about four or five books and i'd, I'd read two and he, what either or of those books that I own has been on every single trip with me just be, like even if I just tip him for a few pages yeah. um and I kind of had this horrible moment like when when the news broke that like if I decide to like read the other three books like that's it, that's it yeah. there's no more of those stories and I was just like that sucks <laughs> like <laughs> and I, I wanted to put something out kind of art- articulating it but I was just like meh I don't like how, how? I mean, how do you how do you put a social media post out about being sad about something without it feeling like you're kind of like pulling the weight out of it? It yeah. sort of feels like, look at me, I'm I'm sad. I hope I get some I hope I get some love, get some from attention it. for it. Yeah. yeah, which of course is not you know not what everyone's not, not what people do when they they do make them butchering this. I'm just saying like when people put posts out about being sad about you know kind of celebrity entertainery kind yeah. of like deaths um i don't know where i'm going with that I've... but but i think i think this is probably the best way to do it yeah because rather than being like oh hey everyone look at me i'm sad because of this yeah, it's, yeah. it's almost you can be as genuine as you can be it's the whole like you didn't know him so why why yeah. you sad thing it's like because because it's sad yeah dude um, and it was very unexpected as well. Like, so R- Rush had called it a day, like a few years ago now. Yeah. Um, kind of out of the blue. Um, they'd been doing less and less stuff, and then they were just like, they they was there was no official statement. It was just in a few interviews they kind of said like, that's it. Um, and no one really knew why. And then obviously like this was kind of the reason. And this had been going on for like three years, I think. Yeah. Um, and they just didn't tell anyone. And it's just like. I like obviously I totally get why you wouldn't want to put a public statement out, but it just hits you so much harder when you're just like I had no idea, yeah. and that's like that's it now that's that story's over and it's just like, fuck man, just fucking sucks. Yeah, and like, obviously that was that was a dude that had lived his life. He was in like his late sixties and had, you know had like forty plus years of a successful career behind yeah. him. Um, there's there's a really difficult thing and it's something that even now I find very difficult to, to kind of get my head around is the idea that like a say like a wake is about celebrating a life and you're s- it's such a painful and hurtful time um, obviously we've been to a few wakes in our lives but even in those moments even through the pain and the sadness there are little glimmers of like oh god that was a good day not 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 necessarily on that day but more about you remember good days that are, have passed yeah um, so you'll have conversations and throughout your sadness you'll have like little glimmers of like oh, I remember that as well oh that was that was cool you've just yeah. resurfaced this moment and when you when you're talking about someone who's had a life well lived yeah. there's the 
obviously there's the sadness and obviously very selfishly not only are we likely to be sad but we're allowed to be sad mm. but i think you also have to reflect and be like fuck like he used his time yeah. amazingly and i think even sort of again i'm not sure if it's quinny or kenny and i i, I wish i did because i feel embarrassed not knowing right now but like <laughs> i think um i think although her time was dev- devastatingly short she did some amazing things so through this tragedy there is still this opportunity for people to look back and say this is who she was this is what she made and god isn't it beautiful yeah that's there's that just glimmer of like solace in that yeah yeah you you have to kind of you have to find the positive somewhere because you'll just be crushed otherwise yeah. and like that's that's kind of i think the best way to 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 honor like those who've passed is to is to just like highlight all of their successes and mm-hmm. all of their like all of the things they've created and all of the gifts they've kind of given the world yeah and, yeah like obviously obviously when kobe bryant passed recently that was that was like a shock for the whole world because that was like a household name yeah um and the amount of people that were just like i started playing basketball because of him or i started this because of him yeah. or like and the amount of like interviews and motivational quotes and all of his all of the stuff that kind of surfaced like uh, yeah it's just kind of but that in itself is a, is amazing because it means that the legacy is more than it's more than just what you've seen it's yeah. more than just the individual actions of the man but it's also what that's created and especially again when you have tributes where people are saying things like this person made me do this yeah then to a even to a small degree all of the successes the accolades the contributions that these that this next generation brings to the world just in in some way can be credited back to that which makes it a part of this larger legacy 100 percent. we've got some work to do man only a little bit i just i've talked about this before but like my my head is almost stuck at the end every now and again where i'm just sort of like what what, what have i done that warrants the time that i've spent so far mm. just like i don't know like we talk about doing the thing and that's for me that's my reason for doing the thing is because i yeah. want to be able to be like okay cool I, yeah. I i used i used the minutes yeah and you are doing the thing this this is an example of, of doing the thing and through this we have and i'm going to say this quite arrogantly but we have pushed others to do thing. We we can highlight people that have kickstarted stuff because we've yelled at them <laughs> via this internet talk show, um, and yeah, like we you know, can't I can't I don't want to take credit because obviously if they weren't talented, if they if they didn't, oh have yeah, the they spark, were they were gonna do it. Yeah, but I'm just hoping we got them to start five minutes earlier. Yeah, exactly. We just help them lace up the shoes, as it were. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if nothing else, as long as we can say they're successful because of us yeah (laughs) yeah so this this is all an entirely selfish thing not just because again i want to be able to sort of be like hey we did stuff but also specifically i want credit for your work so (laughs) give it give it me (laughs) i want 10 percent ownership everything you guys do um yeah yes 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 i don't have anything else to follow that up yes there's definitely things that we want to talk about I don't know how long this episode is I think long yeah I think probably long yeah, um, this is a mid-season break yeah so I hinted at that a little bit last week yep um, 
just checking on the time. Yeah, so I, I hinted a little bit last week. Thank you, thank you, dog. Um, <laughs> that basically we were going to take a bit of a pause, just to just to take a short, sharp breath, and then we would be back with a vengeance. And I guess we just kind of let the people know why and when and how. Yeah. Um, are we going to talk about why? We're going to let people know why we put in a mid-season break, or not? Maybe not specifics, but just kind of as transparent as we can be. Yeah, it's just a lot on. It's, it's just a lot on, <laughs> like. Yeah obviously there's something that we love doing otherwise we wouldn't be doing it but over the course of the last few months i was gonna say weeks but it has yeah. been months um through like various technical stuff that we've had to like invest a lot of time to resolve long story short the way that we were recording some of the stuff meant the audio was falling out of sync and then it needs to be manually retimed for every like three minute block and that meant that things were again continued to to slip a little bit so then it was manually retiming every single three seconds sorry every single three minutes it felt like every three seconds but it was every three minutes and then cutting up any gap that somebody wasn't speaking in and if you listen back to this episode and just the number of times somebody goes yeah just <laughs> out of the blue it's been a lot of editing uh like last not last week's episode a week before that in total took somewhere around 15 hours yeah we got other stuff on so it's just uh, we're still loving this but we're going to readdress some of the ways that we're doing this to make it better to make it more expedient yeah um and i don't i can't tell them that we've got band shit going on can i no I, then i won't i won't i won't i won't do that don't do that i will not <laughs> make, do that. make sure you don't do that i definitely won't tell anyone yeah. that the hero dies first isn't quite dead yet yeah. that's good yeah so anyway, yeah. Um, so obviously you started doing the thing, and you were quite loud about doing the thing. Oh Christ! Yeah, we yeah we should talk about that. Yeah, oh, this gonna, episode I'm not, I'm ain't over yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna let that one die. So you started doing the thing, um, which is good because on a personal level, I've known that you've wanted to do the thing, but you've definitely kept that to yourself until recently. Yeah. Until this show made it acceptable to brag about <laughs> your creative like aspirations. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. So tell the people tell the people so the the voiceover stuff is is has not been sort of months in the making it's been many many it's it's one of them like dumb teenage dreams that i haven't been able to shake which i think when you have when you have something that's nagging at you for years and years and years and years that probably says you're supposed to do something about it and also every every piece of media that you watch involves voiceover actors <laughs> yeah there's a, there's a it's, it's one of those things where it's sort of I, to be honest, I feel this about pretty much any kind of pipe dream where people are like, man, I want to be a painter, but what's the point? It's like, bruh, literally look around you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like there is, obviously there is a, a practical element to pretty much every wild dream. Like, hey, I want to make movies, but like, what's the point? It's like, have you not fucking seen films? Like, have you been on Netflix? That, that catalogue of lots of other people who have yeah. done the thing. Um, and the number of people that go into making a film. Anyway, I digress. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a wild pipe dream that certainly as i've got older i've sort of like hang on i just have to do this this and this and then i can begin my journey yeah. um so i did i wouldn't say this this and this but i definitely did some of the this and this yeah. i might have some this is to go still um but then again the hero dies first definitely doesn't carry on but definitely might have been taking up a chunk of time somehow 
despite the fact that it's not doing stuff. And this, obviously, my weekends have been burnt out by more than a few episodes. And I, I literally mean, like, Saturday starts. Yeah. And initially, things were supposed to be coming out at midnight. But as people have probably noticed, the fact that the episodes have been coming out later later in the day. One episode came out on the early hours of a Monday. That's how badly I biffed it. Um, yeah, just, I've had... When I say I've had no time, this is not a sort of like a resistance thing. Like, man, I can't find any time when I'm sitting at home watching fucking YouTube. I literally have had to create a timetable and a schedule for myself and I'm still overrunning. Um, so yeah, I would really like to do some voiceover stuff, but that means I have to claw some time back. So I'm clawing it back in the areas that I can. And right now I can't take any time out of band stuff because obviously the band isn't happening right now. Um, but there's the, this one home <laughs> yep but there's there's stuff that i should have done and i haven't done so i need to invest some time there i would like to finally like i did voice reels uh notable voices and i love them to pieces i've barely talked to nick who did them since because i feel embarrassed with the fact that like hey man you sent me these like a month ago and i've done nothing with them but thank <laughs> you so much for your time yeah yeah i need to i need to start my thing um which means that this will continue like animus is not going anywhere yeah. but we need to just figure out how we're going to make it work yeah because it we've been very very lucky that this has had such a bizarrely profound effect on yeah. so many people um, and I think if we're not if we're not checking things in house then I don't think that makes for <clears throat> I don't think it makes the show the best it can be yeah um, and, and it's hard for us to talk about like hey go do the stuff yeah. when us doing the stuff has become just us talking about doing the stuff which yeah. gets in the way of doing the stuff yeah um and also kind of open and honesty like you have to love it and we do at the moment and i would hate to get to a point where we didn't yeah and i think you find that especially with bands as well is they like they do it and do it and do it and it becomes such a huge obstacle it becomes such a huge burden that they're like the only way around this is out i'm yeah. done like and you just i don't want that because this has been this has been so cool and it's so much fun um yeah so just a just a little breather yeah just a little just a little breath yeah i think a week i think a week I think a week um yeah we're definitely gonna advertise it as a week if i'm hoping that it wouldn't be the case we need to extend it but if if we do again full transparency we'll we'll put it out there so people yeah. know why um but I think one of the things that's been quite lucky, quite good for us, and something I'd certainly recommend to anyone else who's doing this sort of thing, is regularity. The fact that we're, people are like, hey, Sunday's coming around, there's a new episode, I think has probably been our biggest strength. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to fuck with that. So a week off to just get the house in order, and then right back at it again. Bigger, bolder, betterer. Yeah, yeah. We'll redo the music bed and stuff. Just... Just little, hopefully things, maybe things you won't notice at all, but hopefully things that will just sort of like bring improvements whilst also making things easier for us to churn out. Yeah, and I think um, obviously like we're, <coughs> we've always kind of wanted an open dialogue with you guys. So l let us know what you want, but also let us know what you like and what, what even what you don't like like yeah. what are the things what are the epi episodes that have stood out to you the most what are the things that we do that you're like fuck yeah I'm glad they did that again this week yeah um, Yeah. what are you sick of or you want more of yeah because because with kind of art uh, like music and writing and stuff you can kind of do it for you yeah but I think something like this like 
we have to be we have to be getting a thumbs up from you guys Not- it's just gonna like we're enjoying this but if it's the case that the entire effectively if all of you just go like oh, i'm kind of over this and it peters off to nothing yeah then we can me and john we we talk all the time not all of it's on air we don't have to record it <laughs> yeah i'm sure we'll uh, i'm sure we'll still be fine um yeah but yeah just just let us know obviously you know how to reach a shout out animus podcast we um, haven't heard from like on on that level we haven't heard from anyone in a, in a while yeah so um, let us know you're out there i get lonely yeah. hit us up on instagram um at animus podcast at yeah. johnny hawkwind at I think it's true words are rare birds. I think yeah. that's what I'm currently. I never know where I never know where you are. I, honestly, you I I do everything I can to hide from people. I'm such an antisocial creature. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I think we need to step up our social game. Um, in terms of like podcast stuff, so that's something we'll be addressing in season two, part two. Um, again, we'd like some advice like specifically just like what do you want do you want just pitch like a selfie of us going hey we're recording an episode or do (laughs) you want like say links to some of the things that we talk about let us know what you're after it honestly this isn't like a hey man reach it like it would really genuinely help yeah hit us up and um let us know when you want to start this want us to start this uh sports spinoff like if if nobody's if nobody's like demanding it it's not happening (laughs) But if there is demand <laughs> for two not real guys watching real guy sports, <laughs> then make it happen. Yeah. Right. I'd say that's it. I'd say that's it for the first half of season two of the Animus podcast. It's been really, really good fun. Enjoy. I'm fucking surprised we got this far. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, we were, like, we were like, holy shit, it's episode five. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being in a train station with you having missed a train because I stupidly allowed you to get coffee. You, I think, honestly... But the thing is, the train ride would have been better because I had the coffee. Yeah. If I hadn't had the coffee, then that would have been an hour of you like, fuck. Well, it's it was that night, wasn't it, that we missed the train that you did the the little recording thing? Yeah. Yeah, so had, had we got that train, perhaps that wouldn't have happened. Exactly. This is sliding doors, mate. Sliding <laughs> doors. Yes. Um, yeah. But... I want people to do stuff with this time. Yeah. So this is us taking a break. That's that door slide in. So it's another opportunity where we're going to turn around and say, hey, we're going to be away for a bit. Do some really cool shit so that when we come back, we get to talk about it. Your parents are going on holiday. Don't wreck the house. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, yeah. I want you to paint, but don't paint the walls. So you understand it? Yeah. yeah. But if you do paint the walls, I want like Sistine Chapel, yeah. like... Just go the fuck out of there. Like if, if if you're in a point in your life where you're like, man, I fucking hate doing this. Or I fucking hate this person. Or I don't like where I'm at. Don't do it. And it is as simple as that. And it annoys me when people are like, oh, well, it's not that easy. And it's like, well, it was easy for everyone else to do it. And if it's not easy, figure out how it's going to be easy. Yeah. Like, also, why do you want it to be easy? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Come on. Like, <laughs> are you going to feel a sense of achievement if you're like, oh, wow, that was, that took zero effort. <laughs> what kind of dream looks like? Just like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's done. Okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah, come on. That's why people play video games on hard. Yeah. Apart from me, I always want them easy. I like the colours. You start to learn this. (laughs) Not necessarily for part two, but at least for season three, we will refresh the the cover art and make it even brighter. Yes. Yes. Cool. All right. Until then, have a lovely fortnight. (gasps) Spit. Can of which? I was going to make a fortnight. No! (laughs) 
enjoy JoJo's while, while we're away. You can watch JoJo's. You can find a catch up on JoJo's. John. Maybe. And you guys. If you guys watch it, I will. To be fair, most of the people listening to the show will have fucking watched yeah. JoJo's at this point, so. Thank you, team. Ha. <laughs> Big loud ha. Ha. Ha ha. Oh, that is funny. That is funny. The chicken crossed the road to get to the other side. Are you oh, fucking kidding me? Like how how is it we didn't know about this up until now? That is crazy that, stuff. That that shit do be cray, my dude. It really do be like that. You know how stuff do be like that? Yeah. Madness to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs>